What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PlayStation Drive. This is episode 67. My name's Matt, and I'll be your driver for this wonderful adventures event. I'm joined, as always, by the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Court Lalonde. What's going on, my dude? Hey, buddy. We, we do apologize. We had to... Um, Matt and I both have uh, day jobs, and mm. um, scheduling got moved around today for the episode. Pop-up pop up meetings. Things happened, meetings happened, but mm -hmm. we are here. We are going to be talking all things PlayStation. Does Jim Ryan hate Call of Duty? Are there new PS5s in the wild? Are there new PSVR games that have been announced? We're going to talk about all of that and more. But before we do that, we need to clean up some of this very dirty garage that we live in here today. <laughs> if you're watching dirty? us... I don't know. We just, you know, we've been busy playing The Last of Us. We really just wanted to make sure that the that the vibes in this garage were dank and dusty to really get that full spore effect, Court. That's why. Fair enough. You know? See? Brought it around. Uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube right now, make sure you please like the stream. It helps us grow. Please make sure you're subscribed. Ring that bell so that when we go live with all a bunch of different things, the cornucopia of content, as you will, you know when it happens. If you are listening to us on your podcast service of choice. Please hit us with that follow, that subscribe, those five stars, that review to help us grow even bigger and more powerful so more people can hear about our dank garage. And if you have a few extra bucks to toss our way to tip your drivers, please head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and toss the bucks in the tip jar. Out comes content that you can then consume and be part of. We appreciate all of you very, very much. Thank you for your continued support. But my dude... We need to talk because you. you I, I'm glad that uh, the playlist this week is a little bit different because you actually went to a concert, recorded the entire thing, put it on your USB drive, drove over, to, drove it over to my house. You left it in my mailbox. I lost the key for the mailbox. Break the mailbox open. Take that thing. Accidentally drop it in a cup of water. Have to then go back in time before that happened to take that thing, slam it into the computer, so we can have a live music playlist this week. What's going on, my dude? What have you been playing? Ah, uh, wow. <laughs> um, well, technically I could, as uh, uh, Pearl Jam does uh, put their uh, concerts online for people mm -hmm. to download after if you've gone to the show. So technically I could give you the concert. That was epic last night, by the way. Probably one of the best Pearl Jam concerts I've seen in a couple of years. Uh, wow, they put on such a good show. My ears were ringing. I feel that old. I walked out of that place going, mm, should have wear earplugs. Oh, dude, but I love the earring. It's part of the experience. When you walk no, out, you're like, I can't hear anything. It's wonderful. No, it's, this just means you got hearing problems, and it's going to like affect you later on in life. Um, I platinum a game today. That's what, what I game? did. What today. game did you platinum? I platinum The Last of Us, the remake, oh, part one. Nice. Today. How, so how was I, the I cleaned up. I cleaned up my plat. I got it. It's after my first playthrough, I was still surprised. I almost had everything. It's just because the trophies were different this time. Um, they mm -hmm. didn't have any of the difficulty trophies. I was able to just have to go through and do chapter select. But it's funny because you go through chapter select and then you have to go back and load your previous save so that you can delete the one that just happened because otherwise it'll go to the other one. But I was able to go in and get these, um, these little platinums like uh, Ellie when she's by the waterfall, if you're playing, when she puts her hand up, don't high-five her. It's a trophy for not high-fiving her. Um, I did you... that one by accident. I did not realize that she had her hand up, and I ran right by, and then she's like, fine. And I was like, no, Ellie, I'm sorry. And I, then I got the trophy, and I was like, I don't feel good about this. And when you're in Pittsburgh and the spotlight's coming, uh, go turn off the generator. That's another trophy. There's these little trophies, petting the dog. 
I had that. I only had to go back and get about four of them. And okay. I needed to get one optional conversation in Left Behind and uh, play the um, Jack's, uh, uh, Dax, oof, the, the, the car racing game in the back, Jack and Dax. I had to go play that game in the back. Jack X. Yes. I, my brain. Just pickles. Pretty late last night. Um, so I had to go back and do that. It only took me about an hour with like doing loads and going back through. So it wasn't that big of a deal to go back and get the very, very easy platinum. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad you got it. I, I keep thinking about doing it. I don't know if I will. Uh, have you been playing anything else or, or was it all, was it the platinum last of us? Was that the main, uh, I have not. How about this one? Mm. I have not played MLB the show since we last did an episode. You don't say. I have not played it. So I I have been playing Black Flag on my Xbox. I'm sorry. It's just I've already finished it and I already got the platinum on my uh, my PlayStation. So I wanted to go through on the Xbox and go do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I played The Last of Us. And then when I tried to go back and play MLB The Show, I just it didn't have the oomph anymore to play. Mm. Um, And I've been grinding and grinding. And I looked at the hours and I put over. Over over 600 hours into this game so i'm like all right so i think it's enough like i was like okay what's gonna what am i getting from it and i didn't feel like i was doing anything different it was just the same thing over and over again and i still i still right now if i had to pick one of my favorite games of the year it is one of my favorite games of the year san diego mm-hmm. studios you made one heck of a baseball game i think i'm just it's ran its course with me and i'm done yeah um after playing the last of us and i want to go play some story driven or just some different types of games that is not MLB the show uh, I, I have Matt from the press pool, uh, carpool gaming, um, burnout writer. Um, you also played Yakuza Zero, and I'm waiting to hear thoughts and feelings. And and you're baiting me along. I was trying to avoid. I was trying to avoid. You tossed the fishing line out, and you just left it here. And I understand you have thoughts and feelings. I just want to know them, good or bad. Court, just rip off the bandaid. I played an hour of Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm. It is not for me. Fair. That that's the bad. I, I don't know what it is. Um, it just I felt like it took forever to do anything. It does, and I and <laughs> I I've had this same problem with um other JRPGs where I play them and I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's just why does it take so long to get into the game? If I have to hear from one other person when it comes to Persona, it's like you have to play it for about five or six hours before it gets good. No, no, that's not, no. I don't have time for that. I think earlier in my gaming um, career, in my 20s, I think I would have vibed with this game. Mm-hmm. I would have vibed with Persona. I definitely would have. But now when my time is very limited, um, I play more Dreamlight Valley right now. That game is sick. I'm going to say it right now. I have been having so much fun playing with that with my daughter. And right as soon as we're done this show, I am playing it with my daughter on the Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Go play it. It's phenomenal. But for me, I have to look at where I can put my time. MLB The Show was easy because I was able to just go in and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, Assassin's Creed's are easy, especially Black Flag, because I already know it. So I'm just I'm zooming through it. But yeah. when I have to like wait 15, 20 minutes... Just to get through a story bit, to get to action, to go back to another 15, 20-minute story bit again. I get it. The story is very cool. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I think it would be way better as an HBO show. You know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate you trying. And, like, yeah, I, I knew as soon as you said you put an hour in, I'm like, you need at least a couple more. But I also appreciate that that's just not for you anymore. I get it. 
Uh, I thank you for trying. It means a lot to me that you did, and I will still keep up my end when Origins hits uh, PlayStation Plus. I will take a look uh, and give it a go. But yeah, for anybody who is thinking about Yakuza Zero, give it a whirl. But be aware that it is very, very cutscene heavy uh, through a lot of it, and that's just part of the ride. Uh, as for myself, I have also been continuing to play Last of Us Part 1. I'm finally almost done. Been absolutely loving it. It's fantastic. I, we've, we've, we've talked you know, a lot about Last of Us Part 1, so I won't go on too much more about that. But I've also been playing another game, uh, which is Shin-Chan, Me and the Professor on Summer Vacation, The Endless Seven-Day Journey. Now, granted, I've been playing it on Switch. Uh, wanna That's give the it a title? Sh- that is the title. Oh, my. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's the title. I want to give a huge shout out to the Shinchan Summer PR team for hooking me up with the code for that. Very much appreciated. Uh, I've been playing on Switch, but it is also on PlayStation. Uh, anybody who's aware of Shinchan, the anime, um, it's about a you know a five year old kid who gets into into, into no good. Uh, yeah, that is definitely a game, but he gets into no good. This is about his summer vacation. He goes to this little, uh, you know, little town out in the out in the in the prairies in in, in Japan um, by the mountainside, and uh, you basically just hang out like it's 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 the game's about 10 hours long it's super cute the art style is really really beautiful i have no love for the shinchan franchise i've never watched any of the episodes i don't know anything about it but the game kind of caught me with its art style it's very bright very vibrant it looks like almost like a watercolor painting um and basically you'll spend each day there are there are certain story things that happen no matter pretty much what you're doing that kind of help move the story along the rest of it is Go catch some bugs. Go catch some fish. Collect some plants. Help out the people in the town. Um, really surprisingly enjoyed it. It is a little repetitive in terms of, like, again, the days are open for you to do whatever you want. Um, and then, like, as story things happen, you're kind of guided in a certain direction. But it's an awesome game. Uh, Court, this is actually would be, would be a fantastic game for you to play with your daughter. It's very bright, really? very colorful. Yeah. Very oh, bright. Okay. Bright. Okay. Very bright, see, very see, colorful. You perked see? my attention. I there. did. I, I'm still trying to put we're live. I'm like behind the times here. Was, <laughs> you know, multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all right, then I'm in because that's pretty much been my year. It's been um, it's it's funny. Ever since Miles Morales that came mm-hmm. out on the PS5 was the very first game where my daughter was like she had her I need to play a video game moment. Yep. And then she started playing a lot of the games from Outright Games. Um, Thank you at Right Games for always supplying me codes with games, so I'm able to play those with my daughter. And she's become more and more into games. Like Dreamlight Valley is the very first game that she's been like, "When's it come out? When are we playing it? Can we play it today?" <laughs> she gets up in the morning. She's like, "Can we play it for like ten minutes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can we play it after school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like she she is. It's the first game where she's anticipating to play. So if you tell me my daughter's gonna like this, I can't. I'm gonna play it. And it's very much like in that same vein of game, like um, Starlight Valley, where it's very chill. Like it's it's Dreamlight very Valley. kid. It's it's very very kid. Val- Dreamlight Valley, thank you. Um, very kid kid friendly. It's very bright. It's very colorful. The music is great. I even found some of the humor to like hit for adults. Like it's one of those games that's just it's a fantastic game to close out summer. It really does kind of remind me of being a kid on summer vacation and waking up being like, what am I doing today? Let's go and find out. Let's see what happens. And then you know, there are time travel shenanigans and other things that happen, but it's very cute. It's very fun for anybody who's looking just for a nice game to close out the summer. Shin-Chan is, is hundred percent that, and it's not even a full price game. So there you go. Ooh, you, that see, mm-hmm. I'm in. All right. I'm in. Easy, I'm in, I'm in, easy I'm in. to buy into, but my friend, let us slam on the brakes. Cause we have a bunch of breaking news to talk about. 
Uh, and let's start with one to kind of stay accident, dude. On, on, the, on the Yakuza train here. Coming from Ryan Dinsdale over on IGN. Sega announces RGG Summit stream with possible Yakuza details. Sega has announced that Yakuza developer Ryu Ga... Every time. Ryu Ga Gotoku Studios is hosting its RGG Summit on September 14th with potentially new details for the upcoming Yakuza 8. Uh, it'll be on uh, September 14th at 12 noon Eastern. I just wanted to shout this out real quick because I'm incredibly excited about the future of Yakuza. We know it is going to be a continuation with the characters from Like a Dragon. It is going to continue to be a turn-based JRPG. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we also get some other games. I'm hoping we get some spin-offs. Uh, RGG used to do a, like a bunch of spin-offs like with like sending basically the main cast from um, Yakuza, but like back into Edo, Japan. So you were actually like samurai. And again, like messing around, there was one that was like focused on zombies and stuff. So I hope we get something a little bit different, a little bit weird out of them, just as, you know, random side stuff. And I'd love to see more judgment, uh, you know, given the stories of them being not happy with like the main the main actor who's an actual like ex-J-pop idol. Uh, his agency did not want them using his likeness anymore, especially if they were going to put it on PC. So I'm curious to see if wow. we're going to get it up. Yeah, because they were, they were worried about the mods. They're worried that people would like mod him oh, into. For God's sake! Which Speaking is, of mods, sorry. Because have you seen the Ninja Turtles one for Spider Man? I have. Oh, I have. Good. Did you see the Shrek one? Yes. There's <laughs> also someone had um, uh, Better Call Saul. Like, yep. Oh my God! I, I've someone um, Lee Navarro. When you're listening, please DM me and tell me how to use mods because all Dude. I want to do is play them. I'm gonna figure this out this weekend, and I will tell okay. you because I'm Please. dying to I'm dying to mod a bunch of these characters in too. But yeah, I'm very excited about RGG. Uh, Court, I know you don't really have too much to speak on that front. I just want to shout this Zero. out because I'm I'm very very excited, and I I'm can't wait to you. find out what's next in store. But let's keep rolling to a Sony redesigned PS5. Written coming from IGN, written once again by Ryan's Din Ryan Dinsdale. Sony has quietly redesigned the inside of the PS5. Sony has updated the internal design of its PS5 consoles and seemingly made the console more energy efficient as a result. As reported by The Verge YouTuber, YouTube user Austin Evans, uh, he took apart the redesigned console and found that Sony made some fairly significant changes. Despite not being a rebranded update according to, like, akin to the PS4 Slim, Sony has updated the PS5's internals roughly once a year to make the machine more efficient. Uh, so they basically reworked a bunch of the insides. It's, it runs better. It's more efficient than ever before. Court... Why do you think they're doing this kind of, you know, piecemeal? They're not really talking about it. And do you think that this possibly is any indication that they're even working on a PS5 Pro? Tell me. So for me, I saw the video. Austin Evans got it from Australia. Australia. Today, mate. He got it all from there. Um, so he... Uh, Kangaroo he Jack. He took it apart and he had all the different models right beside it. So this is the 1200, I believe it is. That's what they're, they're, the model number is going to be. So it has less parts. It weighs less. It has a uh, much smaller heatsink than the previous uh, versions of the game. Once again, has a different fan, but he also was mentioning how the fans can just be like a, a flip of a coin, which fan you get. My PS5 uh, digital here, I think I am going to be um, messaging PlayStation probably on Tuesday to send this bad boy back because I'm going away to Texas. So when I get back, it'll already be returned Texas. because it sounds like a jet engine. It sounds like a PS4 Pro and it shouldn't. Um, I shouldn't hear it while I'm playing compared to, like, this Ultra Silence Xbox uh, beside me. I don't think this means we're getting a PS4 Pro. My right right away, mm -hmm. and I obviously I'm going to say this without without question, they're working on one. Like, it just makes – they're working on a PS5 Pro. Like, they're definitely going to be doing it. Why, 
if anything, we've learned from what Apple's done, and I just bought an iPhone 14 Pro today. Like that's what we do. We get new tech, and we're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, my biggest concern here, and I would like to know if there is less plastic in it, because he's proven that less metal being used because of the less of the heat sink. They're using less of a motherboard, and they're actually using a stainless steel where the SSD drive is. Instead of having a um, large piece of motherboard in there, it's actually just a, a piece of stainless steel. Mm-hmm. So that's actually cheaper as well because Austin Evans was going through it, and he knows his stuff. And he was like, th- to him, he's like, I don't know what they're paying for everything, but if I was sourcing out this, this all costs less. And once again, here in Canada, I, I can't let this one go. We're being charged more. So you're telling me, and you can go watch it on Austin Evans. We'll put the link down in the description down below. Mm-hmm. He put out this and did the whole thing. You're making me, giving me less and charging me more. Yep. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure that that's what they're doing. And then for the U.S. market, which you um, don't want to let Xbox gain any ground, you decided not to do a price increase. Yeah, I think that this, I, I, so I appreciate what they're doing with it, especially if they're making it more energy efficient. That's awesome. I'm glad that they're not like making new SKUs for this or anything. Like I, I kind of like this idea of them like, you know, swapping out and making it better as it goes before we get that big PS5 Pro. But I am with you that like them, this coming out right after all of the price increase announcements that affected, you know, a lot of the globe um, to then find out that they're possibly using you know, cheaper parts or whatever, which again is fine if they're making more efficient, well, no, whatever, less. whatever. They're using less. less. Like our heat so, sink is huge in the PS5s that we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that we have. Right. There is like half half of a heat sink in there now. Well, then there you go. So that's what I mean. Like this, this, this confuses me, I think more than anything. Uh, I'm glad that they're working on it. I'm glad that they're continuing to kind of, you know, innovate on what they've already done instead of just waiting for the next big PS5 slim, quote unquote, or the PS5 uh, Pro. But this to me is it's, it's just a little weird. It's a little strange, and I hope I, I they're not going to change the price back. There's no way, shape, or form, especially right nope. after doing it. But nope. I mean, this is well, um, you know what's funny? Is, I can totally I can totally see them Jim being Ryan like tripping over his shoelaces all over again, pretty much, and then basically being like, oh, when the PS5 Pro comes out, they're going to drop the price of the PS5 back to what it originally was. That's actually probably what they will do. That is 100% what they will do. Speaking of Jim Ryan, let's let Jim Ryan into the car because boy, Should do we. we boy, do we. I don't really want to, but we're going to have to. Um, he's, he's really knocking on that window. Mm. We need to talk about this because this is going to be our, our big story of the week coming from IGN, written by Logan Plant. PlayStation's Jim Ryan calls Xbox's Call of Duty promise, quote unquote, inadequate on many levels. Last week, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said new Call of Duty games will remain on PlayStation platforms for, quote unquote, at least several more years after Activision's current contract with Sony expires. Now, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is calling Spencer's offer, quote unquote, inadequate. In a statement to GamesIndustry.biz, Ryan said he didn't comment on the business discussion until Spencer brought it into the public forum. Jim Ryan said, Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. Court, Jim is coming in here with some... uh, with some real heavy language, he's being, you know, very direct in what he's saying. 
is Jim Ryan off base? Is he right? Is he, you know, putting his foot in his mouth once again? How do you feel about his quotes on Call of Duty? I'm going to flip the script here. I'm going to let it. you go first. Me go first. I have been on two separate shows to discuss this already. I have very strong feelings about this, and I know some people will disagree with me, and it is what it is. I would love to hear what you say first. I think that this was entirely unnecessary. More than anything else, regardless of... I'm, I'm sure PlayStation is nervous. We know that from like the leaked Brazil documents. Um, this, to me, was just entirely pointless. Phil has been out here. He's been very, very public friendly he's been very easy to digest in his messaging people really like him with the stark contrast to jim ryan which people have a problem with who's been very old game is old who's been very not really with pushing playstation as an open platform to allow a lot of people to play on this space he's very much like playstation is playstation and that's all it's going to be um i think this sucks i think this is it's just I think he's using this as a tactic to try and put Xbox and Microsoft in a corner so that that way they can possibly squeeze more than just the three extra years that Phil's already offered them. And the thing is, is if this situation was reversed, which I know this is already a common thing on the internet, 100% PlayStation would have made this exclusive already. 100% PlayStation would have been like, sorry, Microsoft, deal with it, regardless of what Phil or Microsoft would have done. This to me is just gross. It like, again, it seems to be... Him, them trying to make Xbox looks bad, and instead, I feel like they've just turned around and made their own brand look bad, and they've made Jim Ryan look even worse by putting his foot in his mouth in a way that was entirely unnecessary. Regardless of whether Call of Duty will stay exclusive, uh, will start, will stay multi-platform or not, regardless of anything that's going on, these kinds of discussions need to be handled behind closed doors. People know what's going on. Um, and I just think that this is him trying to put Microsoft and Xbox in a corner when if the situation was reversed, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even hesitate. But I don't know, Court, am I off base? I, I don't think you uh, my opinion on this one is I think he had no choice at this point. But I also think Jim Ryan has um, put his foot in his mouth way too many times, uh, especially with the old game is old. And then that one time he was holding the controller and it didn't even look like he'd ever hold, held one in his life. The thing Phil Spencer has for him that always is going to go well for him is he plays video games. People know if they're playing an Xbox, they could be playing Sea of Thieves or they could be playing Halo. And it is not uncommon for people to put it on social media that they can see his gamer tag playing with you. This is not uncommon for Phil Spencer. So he's the man of the people. Does Phil Spencer say stupid things? 100%. Does he make decisions? that are, you know, not the greatest, and he's had some issues with the, the studios and how they run, 100%. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think that Jim Ryan, what he's done here, is just very hypocritical. This is the one of the ones where you just sit this one out. Like, if we go into the whole minutia of the thing and you read all the stuff, they've already made statements to the SEC saying, like, they're not number one, and they're, they're acting like they're they're that Xbox is the number one in the, in the territory. When PlayStation is number one, PlayStation has the best first-party exclusives there are mm -hmm. i think this is also a, a scare tactic like you were mentioning how he just wants a better deal because the way it works is i guess when you do the math they have two years left of the deal that they have currently so they get two years whatever's left and then phil spencer's offering them three additional years yep what my guess is is he's trying to make it so that if this whole act uh, this whole activision blizzard thing goes through he doesn't care about other games like people always yep. talk about this deal he doesn't he only cares about call of duty and Call of Duty is hard to compare to any other game because it's a monster in itself. But if mm -hmm. you, I, I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying if you look at the other IPs that PlayStation owns, you're right. They don't share. 
We'll see what happens with Destiny. Destiny, that Bungie's pretty much said like they they want it to be on everything. Phil has made it clear that he wants it on everything. He keeps saying it, but he is using his words very carefully. Yes. How he's saying we want to do this. My guess is Phil Spencer wants PlayStation to pay. Just like PlayStation makes people not put their games on Game Pass and says, if you want to do a deal with us, it can't go on Game Pass. Or how PlayStation used to charge companies absorbent amount of money because it all came out in legal findings to just make crossplay. They were like, I, everybody else was like, it's okay. And Jim Ryan's like, eh, you know what? Nah, no, I want, I want like $12,000 for you to do that. Yep. So that's where I have the hypocrisy of what he's saying. When he's trying to say something like this, it's like, really, dude? Really? Really? You're trying to say that you can't do this when at least he's offering you five years. He's offering you three plus two. My guess when this all boils down Xbox gets this because Xbox has got very high friends in high places, and that's just the way the world works. This is just mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yep. But PlayStation might win out, and I think gamers will win out if Call of Duty stays on all platforms. I think that's a win. I still think it's a win for Microsoft and Xbox in total to yep. to get that bank. You want that money? That's a lot of money to throw away. I don't want to get into the where this game was big because to me it was huge on 360, and then it was huge on PlayStation Four. It, it whoever has the marketing deal it's it's not the console itself it's the game Let, let's yep. be real who cares where it's being played but i think what will happen is this game will be day and date on game pass and in the future this game will always be available on playstation and you can either pay the 90 canadian dollars or 70 us dollars to play this game on your playstation or if you have an xbox you can day and date it on game pass and what they'll do is They'll have exclusive content, just like PlayStation did with Spider-Man and Avengers yep. and such. They'll yep. have exclusive content in, in Call of Duty that it's only available on Xbox. And that's the way it's going to work. And I think it's very – I think the important thing to keep in mind, too, is that will leadership change at Xbox and Microsoft over the course of the next five years? Because I think that Jim Ryan also is aware that Phil is very much about the ecosystem as a whole. He's very much about Game Pass. He's very much about letting people play where they want to. If that leadership changes and they turn around and say, you know, nope, Xbox is exclusive now, um, I think Drellesh makes a great point in the in the chat saying that it's it's a tactical move for the regulators. Again, PlayStation yeah. seems to be playing this game of like, oh, we're not that big. Feel they bad for us. Of course they do. Um, I just think that like, given the way that the rest of the industry is looking right now, I think it comes across a lot more heartless than and like too businessy than it needs to, given how the others are speaking. Um, but let's bring a couple of people into the car with us because we do have questions about this topic. Uh, Golden Gamer Graham over on Twitter at GTM618 says, could PlayStation and Xbox work out a deal to allow game Xbox Game Pass on its ecosystem as a way to keep caught on it rather than conventional means? I'll jump. I don't think PlayStation would ever want that deal. I think PlayStation could get a deal to have Call of Duty on PlayStation forever without needing that deal. Um mm-hmm. To have game, it's not to say that that won't happen in the future. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I even see this whole Call of Duty thing is, um, if it went exclusive, that would force PlayStation's hand to have their first party games become exclusive on the service because we're about to be in not a console war anymore. We keep calling it console wars, I hate them, mm-hmm. but we're about to be in the service war, right? Yeah, and this game is a key for the service war. Call of Duty has lost its player base year after year, but it's still a huge game. It's and they might have the, just lost their play base because they've aged out. It's still one of the top 10 best-selling games, if not the top five, every year on MPD. Yep. Like, with, without fail, it continues to sell. I think you're spot on. I don't think this is... 
I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I could see possibly down the road, especially with PlayStation now investing in PlayStation Plus as a Game Pass competitor. They're mm -hmm. putting the money in it. They're, they're starting to make the moves. And if I think what they want more than anything else, do I think that there's an opportunity for PlayStation to come in with a first-person shooter that could rival Call of Duty in the future? I think it's possible. I think if they really put their money behind a studio that can handle it, I think they're banking on them kind of making a COD killer in the future that can compete with Call of Duty regardless of what Xbox does with the IP and regardless of where it goes. I think they just want to buy themselves the time to do so so that they don't lose out that lose out on that COD money until they're in a position where they can do that. Um, I, I don't know. Unless, again, leadership and the direction that PlayStation is heading changes drastically... Maybe possibly we see down the line some sort, of, some sort of combined membership that gets you PlayStation Plus and Game Pass. I don't think we're ever going to see a world where Game Pass actually lives on PlayStation. Um, it's not the direction that you know Ryan is taking the company and it's not the, the, the direction that PlayStation wants to go. Which is leading us to our next question. Nagachaka at Nagachaka on Twitter says, What are your overall thoughts on Jim Ryan's era of PlayStation so far? A lot of great and not so great things have happened under his leadership. Court, what do you think? It's, it's, he has fumbled the football a lot. It, it's kind of hilarious. It's, it's, he hasn't Dom Matrix anything like that because, like, poor Dom Matrix. He had great ideas, just way ahead of his time. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I still think his ideas were good. Just the way they did that presentation was absolutely terrible at the Xbox presentation. But yeah. Jim Ryan, as of right now, will go down as probably the worst person in charge of PlayStation and, Besides, I can't, I can't remember who was in charge of the time when they made the pricing for the PlayStation 3, because yikes. But this, he has just done some weird things. Like the, you know, old game is old thing. The we're never going into the service. It's almost like everything he says, he's got to bring out a statement a couple months later to say, no, just kidding. No, yep. we're going to do that thing now. I What was I thinking? He doesn't seem very decisive to me, and that's my biggest issue, because he'll say things. And then he'll literally do the opposite later on. It just doesn't make any sense. They've had very weird messaging under him. Um, they they had their foot right there. And then when Shu stepped down, I was like, mm, that's so weird. Like, you had certain people leaving and walking away from PlayStation. And you're like, huh? These are all the people that we love. Remember the PlayStation 4? This is how we trade games? Can we mm -hmm. go back to fun just playing games and not just, like, treating everything like it's uh, I got to suck as many pennies out of it? He's treating us like loot boxes sometimes, and it kind of pisses me off. And I, I think I'm with you there. I, I think Jim Ryan will end up being more forgettable than anything else. Like, once his time as, you know, Sony CEO ends. Um, sorry, CEO of Sony Interactive. But I just, it seems to me like this is a huge regression to PlayStation 3 era. I think you nailed it with that point. PlayStation 4 was hitting. They were, they knew how to speak to the audience. They knew how to communicate. They were making sure all of the things that we wanted we were getting in a way that hasn't really happened with Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan seems to approach this as strictly a business leader rather than someone who understands gaming and understands what their community wants. I, I just don't think he's done a great job. I, you know, the PlayStation five is obviously a huge success. There's, there's so much to love here, but like they seem so inconsistent. It seems like it's Jim Ryan versus everybody else in the, like in, 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 within Sony. It seems like he's kind of, you know, forcing the company in a direction that really is PlayStation 3's, oh, we're PlayStation. We're the best. We can only do things here. Forget everybody else. Nobody else exists. We're PlayStation, which is just a gross regression. There's less of a focus on indies. Like, the, you know, Shuhei is doing the work, especially in the indie space, but 
I think he's going to end up being somebody who's just ultimately forgotten about and ultimately not remembered, and hopefully he doesn't do too much damage before he before he leaves because I don't know. I just yeah, don't, I, well said. It's just he hasn't like we we both we like we like PlayStation. We mm-hmm. do a PlayStation show. Jim Ryan, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to hang out with the guy. Yeah. Let's let's end with one last question about the situation before we move on. From the Discord, Haley Zorl asks, "How long before Jim Ryan makes another wild blunder?" Honestly, I don't think it matters anymore. Like he's at the it doesn't matter what he says point where the people that buy PlayStation are still going to buy PlayStation regardless what he does or says. He literally alienated a whole continent besides the United States. Like he's just man, this guy. Like I don't get it, but you know what? He is making them a lot of money, so mm-hmm. that's his job. So if you look at the grand scheme of things, he's doing his job very well. Whether we as gamers think it sucks, he's doing his job very well. Yep, and I, I'm curious to find out when. Uh, as to when he's going to make his next blunder, probably sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, especially as this Activision deal continues to heat up, um, especially as these regulators go on, especially as we get into the fall season with God of War, I'm sure he's going to say something and put his foot in his mouth soon enough. And when he does, we'll let you know. Hey, why hasn't anybody made a t-shirt of Jim Ryan's head on Dr. Evil's body petting the cat? That's, he needs to be petting the PlayStation, I think. Uh, just sitting there in that chair. Uh, let's move on to our next story. We have a couple left that we're going to touch on before we move on. Uh, coming from Ryan Leston over at IGN. Firewall Ultra announced for PSVR 2. Firewall is coming to the PSVR 2 with Firewall Ultra. A sequel to Firewall Zero Hour, the upcoming VR-based FPS is getting a bit of an upgrade as it hits to the PS5, utilizing the all-new PSVR 2 features to improve on the formula, including things like eye-tracking, uh, swapping different ways to swap weapons, different HUDs, and so much more. Uh, dude, had, did you ever get an opportunity to play Firewall? Like again, I know you're not big on VR, but did you ever? Play no, I've never played VR on the PlayStation yet. Uh, so I've only I played a little bit of Batman Experience, like for like two seconds, um, to try and get a couple trophies um, when my buddy first got it. And I signed in on myself. But uh-huh. other than that, I've only tried Oculus. So for me, I know nothing about this game. I just haven't played it. But I am. I have never been this excited to get PSVR 2. Like, this is one of the peripherals that I'm like, wow. I think it's going to be one of those things that I put on my daughter's head and she pl- and she just falls in love with video games in seconds. Dude, uh, I think you're going to be right. I Like, especially, like, for some of my younger cousins stuff, they fall in love with it there, too. Um, I'm super excited for Firewall Ultra. I loved the first game. I, sp- I spent a bunch of time with it. It's basically uh, Rainbow Six meets COD, but on PlayStation and VR. Um, it was one of the games that like, I'm not usually one that will have my mic on if I'm playing with randoms online. That game was so integral for you having like, you know, communication with the other people that like a lot of, and of a lot of the community that I ever played with super nice, super awesome people. Um, I'm really excited for, you know, and especially like when that came out, it was impossible to find cause it came with the aim controller, uh, which was, you know, really cool. I'm, I'm really excited that this game was popular enough to warrant a sequel. I really do think that this could be a huge leap forward to them because while Firewall is a lot of fun, there were some, you know, it needed more maps, it needed more things going, and they put a lot of work into it after it came out, uh, which is great, but I'm really, really, really excited about uh, Firewall Ultra, and I, and I can't wait to dive in. I like Again, if you are looking for like a Call of Duty Rainbow Six-esque VR game that's multiplayer, fantastic, and they're doing single-player stuff now too. Way yeah, too much fun. I heard many great things about the game, and yeah. I think we got it through PS Plus at one point. I think we did. Like I have it in my collection. Like I have, 
I have a ton of VR games just sitting in my collection, and I hope I can play them on PSVR too. I hope you can too. Uh, let's touch on one last story before we roll into the carpool. Coming from IGN once again, written by, once again, Ryan Dinsdale. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is the first expansion, and it won't be on last-gen consoles. CD Projekt Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077's first major expansion is called Phantom Liberty. It will only be released on PS5, the Xbox Series, PC, and Stadia. Uh, the expansion marks the first major addition of new content to Cyberpunk 2077 outside of the various patches. Uh, we got a short teaser, and apparently that will be out sometime in the future. They also said that this will be the only expansion that will be coming to Cyberpunk. Court, did you... I, I can't remember. Did you play Cyberpunk when it came out? I have it on PlayStation 5 and I, well, sorry, PlayStation 4, mm -hmm. and I have it on Xbox as well. I wanted to add a caveat to this. So the people that bought the uh, Xbox Series uh, Cyberpunk console, they get a refund on, a, they are getting a money back in their, from Xbox on this because they had to pay for the DLC that is now going to be free. So they're getting uh -huh. a, some money back on this. I played this originally on the PlayStation 5. Uh, I got it for Christmas, uh, the first year the PlayStation 5 came out. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it, was, it, it didn't draw me in. I then purchased it again for like $10 from the source, not too, not too far from me. And I wanted to play on the Xbox because all, from all the things we've seen on, on the internet, it ran yep. better on the Xbox. And this yep. was after, and I waited for that last update to come that happened that made the game supposedly great. I didn't really like the story. Um, people were going to be mad. It just wasn't a game for me. I didn't like Keanu Reeves' character at all. I, it, it didn't add anything to the game. I actually really liked the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. So when I played it, I really loved everything. Like when you're hiding. I don't want to give any of the story. You're hiding in that house, and then you're yep. right on the roof. All that stuff was really cool. And then as soon as Keanu Reeves' character came in, I was like, I don't care. Like it just – I just – I just – I just didn't care anymore. I don't know what it was. And then I started having some weird things happen. Like my car would disappear. Like I turn around, mm -hmm. car's gone. I'm driving and my car would just flip over. I'm like, okay. Like, there was a lot of things I was having issues with driving. Mm -hmm. And then, or I'd be playing a mission and then the quest would just all of a sudden forget that I was doing it halfway through and I'd have to start all over again. So I just walked away from the game and I sold both my copies and I'm never going to play it again. Fair I enough. I don't care. I think for me, I actually did play it and beat it when it originally came out on the PS5. I enjoyed the game for what it was. Yes, it's a broken, janky mess. I am curious to go back, given what they've done. And I, I, I probably will check out the expansion. But unless the reworked driving, the reworked AI, because they are working on even like, you know, reworked uh, like vehicle chasing, because again in the base game when the the cops just spawn behind you they don't there's no active chasing the things just happen um i'm curious to check it out because i did enjoy the game for what it was when it initially came out but i will probably wait until the expansion's out and they're kind of done with all the updates that they want to make to go back um because i do think that there is a good game in there that just wasn't ready at the time um and yeah i'm really excited about the Netflix series, it looks ridiculous. Like, the animation style is incredible. I think it's Trigger doing it, and everything they do is amazing. Uh, so I'm excited to see the Edge Runners actual series. Um, but I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if this will be enough to revitalize Cyberpunk 2077. I think, you know, they're going to have to just kind of let this go at some point. But I'm happy they're at least going to bring it to some form of what they wanted the game to be when it came out by the time that this game eventually dies. So I have a question for you, Matt. Non-Cyberpunk related. Before okay. we get to the questions for the show, because yeah. I, I wanted to ask your opinion. There is a huge showcase. I'm going to say it now. Because there is a Disney showcase today, and I think this will be a showcase that everyone in the future, if they're going to do these yearly, everybody's going to be covering. I'm sure there's going to be outlets that are going to be live streaming it today, but I, I didn't see as much as we saw on the internet until just recently when people started leaking things. What do you think we're going to see? And do you think, based on the leaks, you don't have to say what the leaks are, do you think we're going to get announcements as big as what it seems like we're about to hear today? I cannot wait, dude. I'm so, so excited to see how this showcase is going to shake out. For me, there has to be at least a few things that we quote unquote don't know about that aren't officially announced that they're ready to talk about to warrant a showcase of, of we don't know how long it is it could be 15 minutes but i don't think going out and then making like you know putting the showcase branding on it for i'm guessing at least you know an hour of new stuff uh we're definitely going to see midnight suns i'm excited to see more of it i i, I hope we see spider-man 2 I, I like again there is scuttlebutt around the internet about them talking you know, people are starting to talk about the way that the game is apparently running and the way that the game apparently looks. Maybe that means that some sort of trailer is inbound. Um, do we get the leaks that, you know, about some of the stuff that's been touched on? I hope so. I just hope that we do still have some surprises in store. I I, I love, I, I will play every Marvel game. I hope that we get a bunch of really cool stuff because I think you're right. I think this could be a big one, especially, you know, bringing Disney into it. Do we see Indiana Jones? Do we see some other stuff that we don't know about? It's entirely possible. And that's what I'm I'm, ho I'm I'm wondering because Xbox did their showcase and they were like, this is what's coming for the next 12 months. So I knew I wasn't going to see Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones is a game I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. So I'm hoping that maybe moving forward, all the Disney games are going to be shown there. And so like, yes, we'll see. Sp I'm hoping we see Spider-Man 2 and we see more mm -hmm. of it because, yes, everybody keeps saying how unbelievably good this game looks and how unbelievable the combat system. I... I've seen three people talk about three different articles talk about the combat system. So that means to tell me that the combat system has changed. And, and the I thought the combat system was perfect. So mm -hmm. um, that is something I'm very intrigued about. I, do, I, I truly don't think we're going to see anything of Wolverine. No. Um, I think it's too early. But I think we get a teaser trailer of two games or three that we didn't even know existed. So I, I think this is Disney. They don't do things lightly. They do things huge. So I don't think they're going to disappoint. They have been killing it with um, Disney+. Plus. They've been killing it with their movies and how they do all their rollouts for the Marvel Universe. I think that's the type of thing they're going to get. They always, Disney has no problem telling you things years in advance. Yep. So I think we're going to find out about unannounced projects. They have no problems with that. But then we also have another showcase. One that I'm pretty much excited for that's on Saturday. Um, that's going to be, we already, it's already been confirmed because they did it themselves. Ubisoft decided to leak their own game on their own webpage. It, it's typical Ubisoft, um, division heartland, which is a game that I am very excited to play. Um, we now know that it will be a PV EVP game. Uh, and then there also will be a PVE mode that you can go out and just go in and, and collect resources so that when you go back into the bigger mode. Mm -hmm. And then we also know now that we're getting like. Five Assassin's Creed games. Yep. So uh, I, I wanted I wanted to know from you. Like I'm excited. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed guy. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm playing uh, Black Flag right now. I'm a huge Division guy. 
the rest of the games that we've I've heard about like that are coming maybe not for me. We know we're going to see Mario versus Rabbids, but I think in the PlayStation world, do you think we're going to see anything exclusive to PlayStation or even Xbox at the showcase? I don't think I don't know if Ubisoft is really in the market for exclusives outside of stuff like Nintendo because again, because they're marrying Mario with their property, that's very much why it lives on that. Um I, I hope we get to see a little bit of Assassin's Creed. I hope there's a reason for me to be excited about Assassin's Creed again, because um, it's been a long while since I have been like really, really excited that I want to see it. Mirage sounds cool in concept of them kind of making like a, a more old school feeling Assassin's Creed, but in you know in the new day and age of, of technology as it is. Um, I hope that we start to see pieces of Infinite. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's like. I really hope, dude. I really hope we see Splinter Cell. That would make me unbelievably excited. Even if it's just a teaser trailer, we know it's being worked on to some effect. We know what's going on. Um, And just very quickly in the chat, Game Nasty. Yeah, X-Men is under Marvel. Marvel's under under DC. They uh, Fox had Marvel is under Disney, not DC. Yeah, Disney. Thank you. Uh, Marvel's under Disney. Fox had the rights. They're now back with Disney. It's all there. Um, Yeah, they but they even alluded to Wolverine in the latest issue, uh, two episodes ago of She-Hulk. Yeah, like he's in the paper. Like Wolverine yeah, yeah. is in the MCU now, finally. Yeah, like the mutants are coming hard and fast into the MCU. Get ready for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like even with Miss Marvel. But I, uh, I mean, I hope we see Splinter Cell. That would be the thing that I'm most excited about. I not really, I don't really care much for Rainbow Six. I there aren't like I don't really care much for Watch Dogs. There isn't a lot of the existing IPs that would really Fair make enough. me pop off. But Splinter Cell, I'd be very, very excited about Division. I'd be curious to see. I played some of Division 1. I played some of Division 2. It just never grabbed me long term. Um, but This will be I'm, a free-to-play. Yeah. So I'm, Division Heartland will be free-to-play. So I think we'll get more people to jump I'm into just, that. My biggest question is the monetization and how that's going to work. Yeah. No, that and, and me as someone that plays the Division, that scares me actually. But yeah. if it's just cosmetics, then I don't care because yeah. they give a ton of clothes away in that game. And I don't change my character's look ever. I literally, whatever they start the game with, my guy never changes his outfit. I don't care. It's, yeah. it's just get picking up the loot and getting the game, the gear. I mean, the, the guns. That's fine. But I'm very curious because we know we are going to hear, but we have Assassin's Creed Mirage that is coming. They have confirmed this now. It's yep. going to be like a 10 to 12 hour experience. It's going to go back to the old Assassin's Creed. We're going to be doing the stealth. We're going to be doing all the great stuff. No RPG elements at all. Mm-hmm. That excites me. And then we're going to hear about Assassin's Creed Infinity. And supposedly we're going back. We're going to go to Japan for the first time ever. And, I'm, I'm and there's co- going to be a dark game called Codename Hex that's going to be like witches in Warcraft. And like it's going to be crazy stuff and like blood and gore. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I'm, I'm curious to see what they have in store. Um, and, you know, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week. Let's let our friends into the car because we have a bunch of questions to get through here. Uh, coming from... Uh, Get back into the game at GBTT Game over, uh, uh, you know, I think that's Marcus, right? That's Marcus. Yes, it is Marcus. Uh, that is Marcus. Uh, Marcus asks, I'll, pr- I'll purchasing my first PlayStation 5, and besides the remake of The Last of Us, what are your recommendations for me t- for good games to pick up? I think this one's easy. We've talked about this a lot. Sign up for PlayStation Plus ASAP. Yes. You're going to have as many of the games, the best games ever. 100%. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Marvel Spider-Man, the Uncharted series, there is so much for you to dive into. Hop on PlayStation Plus on that extra category and just start rolling through the exclusives because you can't really go wrong except for Days Gone. Yeah, exactly. And you got Ghost of Tsushima. You got Astrobot that comes with the console itself. Yep. 
I, 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 you, you couldn't have said it better. Just get PlayStation Plus and, and just go from there. Yeah, because yeah, please let us know what you're going to be playing because I'm very curious to know. And you um, don't need to get the... You don't can get just go, Yeah, just get just extra. Get extra. Yeah. Um, Sorry, our next, it's the yeah, truth. As things stand, it is the truth. Um, our next question coming from... <laughs> Poutine with Kerchies at Togobop asks, the PS5 doesn't have quick resume? Oh, that's that's directed at me because that's my that's my please. Like I I just it's like the one thing. Like I'm playing, for example, when I was playing The Last of Us, and I had to like you know always leave my console in rest mode. You know that's not good for the environment. Nope, that's kind of terrible for the environment. Like a little bit. Quick resume is such the greatest thing. I know it doesn't work for games that are online only. Like it, it barely works. Mind you, in the division, it gets you through a whole bunch of load screens that you don't have to go through anymore, and then it just automatically throws you into the world. You get the one load screen to jump into the world. Some games work, some games don't. I know, like MLB The Show, quick resume is pointless. You might as well, while playing MLB The Show, if you're playing on Xbox, you literally got to quit the game because if you try and go back in, it doesn't load you back in, and your XP that you're gaining won't go towards your program, and it actually just kind of screws you over. But playing The Last of Us or even playing games that are... I was playing Spyro the other day, and I'm just like, really? Really? I can't just... Oh, come on, man. Like, Quick Resume is such a, an amazing thing. It's just like the DualSense is an amazing controller. I would mm -hmm. love for Xbox to have haptic feedback in their controllers, and I would love for PlayStation to just give me Quick Resume. Please don't come in the comments and tell me the tiles and all that. It is not the same. No. You obviously don't know what Quick Resume is when you say things like that. And especially because Quick Resume lets you do multiple games. Yeah, sure, PlayStation will let you load back into the game that you had if you leave your console in rest mode. Quick Resume is a whole other beast that lets you have multiple games in that state and bop between them. It's awesome, and I hope it comes. Uh, I want to shout out Robbie Bobby Miller's question because I missed it when we were talking about Ubisoft at Smooth423, asking, will we see Splinter Cell this weekend at the Ubisoft forward, and are you ready for some Skull and Bones? I hope we see Splinter Cell. Could not care less about Skull and Bones. Court? <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I might play Skull and Bones. Um... It depends on that other game, how if I finished it or whatever, because I really like Black Flag. Skull and Bones intrigues me. It, I'm disappointed that it's all seafaring and that's all it is, mm -hmm. but it intrigues me. But do I think it's going to be worth like the $90 price tag here in Canada? Nope. I don't even Bro have to play it. Don't even have to. Nope. It is not. There's not a chance. Like I, I am. I'm very excited about. The, the Ubisoft forward and what they're going to announce, but Skull and Bones, they're put that is a it, that SIP is already sunk. They have sailed it out. They have lowered the sails and they are putting it out there to die. Bro, you listen. I I appreciate that you think you're going to be playing Skull and Bones. That, that even that there's a possibility. We both know even if we're already done with Ragnarok, the game of the year, Sonic Frontiers, is coming out on the same Actually, day. Actually, I'm very excited for that game. I too. am Jesus. too. I genuinely am stoked about it. We both know we're going to be playing that way faster than we're ever going to be touching Skull and Bones. 100%. Skull and Bones will be played if it's on PS Plus or it's on uh, Game Pass. Game Otherwise, Pass. I ain't playing the game. Yep. Uh, our next question coming from the Discord at where Delroy asks us, Bushido Blade or Battle Arena Toshinden, Toshinden, which of these two dead PS combat-focused franchises would you rather see resurrected? What modernizations would you like to see? I'm so sad that Ryan isn't here today. I don't know anything about either one of these games. Court, uh, I know you know a lot about both of these games. So please tell yeah. me, which one would you rather see back and what? Battle Arena? Because it sounds like something I remember. Okay. I don't know. I am not um, a fighting game guy. I am the, the exact opposite of a fighting game guy. I used to play Street Fighter in the arcade. Um, that's, that's when I stopped. Actually, Super Nintendo was when I stopped playing fighting games. 
I tried Injustice just to go get the easy trophies because there was these ones that you can go through and get these rare trophies very easily. Mm -hmm. um, if, for people that love trophies, if you actually go through and play Injustice, the very first one, not many people played it for some reason. They did, but they didn't get all the trophies. You can get some very easy trophies that when you go on the, the, the PSN web, web page to see how rare it is, they're extremely rare. Like, <laughs> no one has them. And I've got all of them. And I'm just like, hello. I'm not, I'm, you know, it makes me look good at video games. But I'm not. I am not a fighting guy guy. It's, just, I, yeah, it's not my thing. Since uh, since Court picked Battle Arena, I'll pick Bushido Blade. Um, I, I would love for that to come back just so that I can learn what it is. Um, and then also, if, if they're going to make it, I hope they put Jin from Ghost of Tsushima in as a, as a celebrity oh. character. Um, okay, that, see, that's a great answer. Sound, sounds like, a, like, a, like a, a good thing that would fit, maybe. Um, but seriously, Delroy, apologies. <laughs> I, neither one of these kind maybe? of games uh, are, court, are, are court and Matt games to that extent. Uh, but maybe I'll check them out in the future uh, on the Steam Deck because obviously that's the easiest place to play anything emulated. And our last question, which I saved from last because I think it's yeah, a wonderful definitely way. not PlayStation Plus. Nope. Oh, did uh, I say that out loud? What? Blaze Knight in the Discord asks, what got you into PlayStation? For me, it was watching my neighbor play Resident Evil. It was a game unlike anything I had ever seen before, and I knew I needed to play it. So when I got a chance, I got a PS1 and a copy of Resident Evil 2. I love this question. Court, what got you into PlayStation? NHL 95. It's like the quickest answer ever. Peter Forsberg is on the cover. Uh, so what happened was... I was always playing on Super Nintendo, and you play the NHL games, and it was very blocky. It was good, but, you know, you had the cheesy deke. You could go into the corner, and you bump out from the boards, and you skate in front of the goalie, and you score every time. Or you do the one, two, three deke. Then the game dropped on PlayStation. And as a hockey fan, I saw the, the, the TV commercial for it, and I turned to my mom. I was like, okay, I got to save all my money. I saved my money. I remember going to Electronics Boutique. I remember lining up to get the PlayStation, PlayStation 1. Everybody's going in there getting Final Fantasy 7. Nope, not this guy. He was going in there getting NHL 95 with Peter Forsberg on the cover, and that's all he wanted. I had that game. I played that game so much on my PlayStation that the disc stopped working. And that was, that was an actual thing with the PS1, that if you played it a lot, certain games, the games just stopped working. Mm -hmm. And then I played Metal Gear um, VR Missions. I know it's like the, that was my first foray into the Metal Gear. And then I started playing Game Day Football. Unbelievable game. And then there was just it just game after game on the PlayStation, and I couldn't get away. Sp I remember Spyro was the very first game I ever got to use the um, the Dual. It was the DualShock, yeah. The very DualShock. first DualShock. And then I got to use that controller as well. I got one behind me. It's right there. Yep. I, I remember playing that, and I remember playing uh, FIFA. A lot on the PlayStation. I remember playing a ton of sports games, and then I played this um, Bruce Willis game a ton and Lemmings. But this Bruce Willis game, I think it was called Armageddon. It was a twin stick shooter, and you would go around and you just spin the bullets around. And Bruce Willis voiced the whole thing. It was, it's a real game, I swear to God. But I had very, very, very fond memories to the fact that the PlayStation One is behind me. Um, thank God it doesn't connect to the internet because I modded it. You could mod the PlayStation back in the day, and you could mm -hmm. change the laser, and on all you had to do was burn all the games. So I have, yep. I have every PlayStation One game ever. I, I didn't have to. I'll be honest. I was a kid with no money, and I just I burned games, and that's how I played them. I'm actually in this in a similar boat. Um, my dad got me. Oh, my mom and my dad got me the PS One for Christmas 
uh, back when I was a kid. Um, because like I was, my uncle lived with us at the time and uh, he had a second Genesis and I would just kept going into his room and I would be playing whatever he had on Genesis. Uh, and at the time there was a lot of sports games. My uncle's a big sports guy. Um, and then they got me the PlayStation one for Christmas because I was just like, Oh my God, I want to play. And my uncle, I think my uncle was sick of me continually going into his room and stealing a Sega. Uh, and the first game I ever played was Disney's Hercules. That was the one that's, that I remember fondly. It was a good game. It was a great game and crash. I uh, crash got me in. And then ever since then, I think because PlayStation was my first console, it's what I grew up on. Similarly, um, you know, my parents were fresh, recently immigrated to the country. We did not have a lot of money. So he knew a guy at work that modded the PlayStation. And then similarly, just I got, I got burnt games for Christmas. I got burnt games for my birthday. Uh, that was just kind of the way that I was able to play anything at the time, you know, being lower income at, at that time. Um, and, you know, and, and it got me to experience a lot of things. I remember playing stuff like, you know, Harry Potter. I remember playing stuff like NHL Blitz. Was that the 3v3, the one that you could just like So NFL Blitz, and then there was N NHL Faceoff. What am I thinking of? There was another NHL Faceoff. There's an NHL Faceoff one. Was that the one? Okay, so then maybe that's what I'm thinking of, where it was like 3v3s and you just smoke each other through the boards. Very fond memories of playing like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 with my dad. Um, that was back when he actually played games. We, you know, we spent a lot of time being, uh, you know, playing that. So it, it was my family. It was my, you know, my parents that got me into PlayStation. And then once I joined, I just never left. It's been my go-to console and my favorite place to play ever since. Um, but that brings us to the end of the show, Court. Thank you so much for rocking with me once again. But before we go, if people wanted to see and hear more from you, where could they do so? You can find me at Court Loaned on Twitter. Or you can find me on all Carpool Gaming socials at Carpool Gaming. You can also possibly find me on uh, PSVG tomorrow. If anybody's around, I, I, might be, uh, I might be on that. We might be doing the Ubisoft. So uh, I might be there. There you go. And three dads. Go support Court and three oh, dads. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and Xbox. Man, too many things. Let's too many things. Car when I'm on Carpool Gaming, you know what? Just go check me out on Carpool Gaming. There you go. As for myself, you can find me at burnout underscore Matt. You can find us every week at youtube.com slash burnout brighter. If you're curious, we're doing a giveaway for we are OFK pop agenda hooked us up with the code. Uh, we're going to be doing a stream of the first episode later tonight. If you want to see that go down and just hop over to the latest podcast and tell us your favorite band and you might win a code for we are OFK. But that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like subscribe and share head over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming. Do all the things. Make sure you say hello and bye to all your loved ones as is going on in the chat right now. We love you all very, very much and we'll see you next week peace Bye. as always we love to thank our patreon supporters and i want to start off with our ultimate producers robbie bobby miller tony baker from quest four pixels please subscribe to youtube.com forward slash quest four pixels today dallas ford co-host of the blaine game support dallas on youtube to get these guys to 100 subs emily o'kelly trucker sloth jonathan brown the new episode from PME is called Gems and is available on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. And honestly, Carpool Gaming's tech support. Links are all in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Platinum producers, Marcus McCracken, RJ Kern and Skinny Matt. Gold members, Anna W., Cicely Caruso, Dallas Robbins, Darush, Fulis Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, and the Snack Network. Also, I want to thank our newest patrons, Sean Hannigan and Ryan Craig. Also, I want to thank Tim Paulin for upgrading to Gold Member. Thank you very much.